So today we're going to dive into our, our series. This is part 10. I don't know that I've ever done a part 10 and, uh, in any kind of worship series or, or, or series sermon series that I've done. Uh, but uh, 2020 is one of those years. We do some new things. And so this is part 10. And when I began to uh, pray into this uh, on where we were headed, I knew I was going to arrive at this, uh, at this uh, day before Christmas. Because every time I do a sermon series, how does it land when it comes to holidays? And so that's always something in my mind. But I just was, you know, in the wisdom of the Lord, he, he brought it all together. Today I want to talk to you about the witness of worship. The witness of worship. Say that out loud with me. The witness of worship. Thank you. I know you're still away. And, uh, and so I, I want to talk to you about uh, the importance of, of song as it relates to the Christmas story. Do you know that in the first two chapters of the book of Luke, there are four songs? Um, I didn't know that. And I uh, began to do a little research on it in preparation for today. The first one you, you remember uh, is the Magnificat. Who sang the Magnificat? Mary. So Mary sings the Magnificat when she has the encounter uh, with the angel. She, uh, she hears this uh, uh, announcement. It's the birth announcement before the birth and uh, in the Magnificat. The second one is called the Benedictus. It was sung by Zechariah, John's dad. And so he sings a song uh, that, that is, uh, you know, God's got the last word on this thing. Name your son John. Well, I don't have anybody in the family by that name, but God gave the name to Zechariah. Zechariah and Zechariah names his son John and he sings this song. The, the third one is sung by Simeon. Um, and in the, the Latin, it's, uh, it's Nunc uh, Dimittis. And, uh, and it's Simeon's song uh, that really speaks about us Gentiles. It really speaks about how that God has brought salvation to the Gentiles. And so this is eight days after Jesus is born. There's this song that, that comes to this man, Simeon, who's in the temple courts as Jesus is brought in uh, for his dedication. And, uh, but the, the fourth song is the one I'm going to kind of drop back to. And it's the song of the angels. And it's the one that is, uh, that is uh, based on what, what our song, Gloria uh, in Excelsis, uh, it, it comes out as. And so this is the song of the angels. And this is the song that is in our, uh, is in our portion of scripture we're going to read together today. Um, but I, I love that God wanted us to grab a hold of things by song. How many of you know it's easier to remember stuff by song. How many of you know that, uh, that uh, how many of you actually learned the ABCs by singing the ABC song, right? Um, you know, you, you know, you got those 26 letters. How am I going to do that? Well, just put it in a song. It registers. It hangs on. God wanted us to understand this birth announcement of his son and to hang on to it. And so he put song all the way around it. And that's really good for those of you that like musicals. Anybody here like musicals? I don't really like musicals, but I like people who like musicals, so we, we, we jive with that. But, but, you know, but the point of the musical is, I mean, there, there are things, there are moments, right? The, the music and the word comes together and it creates a moment that is memorable, creates a moment that, that brings life to something that maybe we would have passed over or passed by had there not been a song in there. So I'm going to ask you to do something with me today. I haven't done this in a little while. Um, normally we read together, uh, and then we kind of kind of got out of the habit, but let's bring it back today. Let's all stand and we're going to read the word of the Lord from Luke chapter 2 today. 
Luke chapter 2. Everybody put on your best speaking voice. You ready? And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to whom, on, on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Amen. You can be seated. Yeah, as we're reading, I start listening to you and I lose my place. But you sounded that good. I mean, you sounded that good. Um, So today we're going to talk about the witness of worship. God puts witnesses in our world all around us many times and we just overlook it because it's just there and we don't see it. Psalm 19 says, the heavens what? Declare the glory of God. The heavens declare. There is a design And the design says there's a designer. Do you think that that chair that you're sitting on today or that couch if you're at home, uh, do you think that thing just appeared? Or do you think that maybe there was a blueprint that it first was in somebody's mind and then it went into a blueprint and then it went into the manufacturer's hands and then they, they put it all together. There was, a, because you and I have a, a, a design that we're, per, we're a part of right there, that chair is a part of our life at this moment, we recognize there was a designer, there was a manufacturer, there was somebody involved with that. Well, do you think this whole thing that God has created, the, the scripture says the heavens declare the glory of God. You know, the design says there's a designer. The creation says there's a creator. And so when we come to this idea of worship being a witness, you and I, every Sunday when we come together, and every time you lift your voice right where you are, and you declare a song, you declare the lordship of Jesus, you sing praise, you're actually witnessing. You're actually witnessing to the angels in heaven. You're witnessing to anybody that's around you that you're a believer, and most importantly, don't forget the devil. Every time you worship Jesus, you're declaring that Jesus Christ is Lord, that the devil has been defeated, and he has no hold on your life. You're saying, I'm a believer in the one that I cannot see. You're saying that that the enemy has been crushed, that the, the reason the Son of God came, the Bible says, was to destroy the works of the devil. And so every time you and I worship, we are, we are making a declaration that I'm a believer and not a doubter, and devil, you've already lost because you're the, you're the deceiver, but I'm not deceived. Jesus is alive and he's Lord. Amen? 
So the first thing that I want us to see from, uh, from this text is that worship declares that God's plan is a person. God's plan is a person. Let me ask for a minute, how many of you in this room are planners? You like to plan things out. Like how many of you, maybe uh, you don't have to raise your hand because, you know, I'll get, I'll get us all in trouble here. Some of y'all plan out every meal. Some of y'all plan out uh, your, your entire week on a Sunday afternoon. You plan it out for how it's going to go. Some of y'all, your lists have lists. You get to the bottom of the list, one list, and it says see other list. You know, uh, you, your lists have lists, your plans have uh, backup plans, your redundancies have redundancies. And you know what? You're, you're probably of the persuasion that if you just looked in the scriptures and you said, God, if you could just show me step one, step two, step three, step four, I'd be totally happy with that. But God didn't just give us a plan. He gave us a man. God didn't, God didn't come to the world and say, hey, world, I got a plan for you. Just listen to me. He said, I've got a son for you. I have a savior for you. I have a person that you can relate to. I'm not just going to give you a book that's got rules and regulations with it. I'm going to give you a person. And if you'll follow this person, you'll end up right where you need to be. God didn't, didn't come and, and send a, a, a book into the world, though we have a book, but the book testifies of the son. God didn't want to give you a plan. He wanted to give you a person that you could encounter and you could relate to and that he could live out his life in your life and mine. And, and so when, when we come and understand that worship is a witness of the person, it declares that God's plan is in fact a person. And that's good news for you because he's a person that did everything that you couldn't do and yet said you can have everything that I've made available to you. You, you, you think you could just do all those steps if God gave them to you anyway? Probably not. But because God's plan is a person and that person happened to fulfill all the plan of God, then you and I get the benefits on his behalf. When the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his, his, uh, his, uh, his son, right? God sent forth a, a human being. He born under a law, under the law, to redeem those who are under the law. And so God did this in the fullness of time. God came from eternity and, and moved into our time frame. This is in your notes. Like the angels, our worship announces God's desire and God's design. Worship declares the one who is and was and is to come. So God's purpose echo, echoes through every hallelujah. God, when you, when you are praising God, it has a cosmic effect. It doesn't just affect your immediate surroundings. You are joining in a chorus that God has set up before the foundation of the world. Praise God. I want to expand your understanding of what worship is about today. I want, to, I want to help you to understand this is more than just you. This is more than just your vocal cords and your tongue and carrying a tune. This is more than that. God is using you in your worship to declare his power in the earth. And the fact that you lift up the name of Jesus and you don't lift up some other name, you don't lift up some, you know, some, some name of some pagan God, you're not, you're not celebrating some other human being, you're lifting the name of Jesus, his name that is above every other name, the name that, uh, that uh, no other name under heaven by which men can be saved, the name of Jesus, that has been God's plan all along. So oftentimes what we do as believers 
is we find ourselves lacking in some area and then we try to go find a solution. Well, give me a, another devotional or give me a this or a that or, you know, I, I need to add something to my faith. And so, and what, what we often do is we take our focus off the person of Jesus and to go find some little substitute over here, some little idol thing. Can I tell you, I want to encourage you not to do that. It's, it, let me, let me, let me, uh, uh, let me just poke fun for a second. How many of you know uh, some essential oil people? I'm not saying you are one, but you know some, right? You know, and, and you know, as soon as you have a cough or a sniffle or a headache or whatever, they got your, they got your chemistry for you. I got an oil for that, right? What I want to suggest to you is that maybe if you're feeling down, maybe if you're, yeah, there's the physical side of that and the essential oil can help. I'm not knocking that. But what I want to say is there's a song for that. There's a song for that. There's a song of praise that can just pull you out of that funk. There's a song. There, there are songs of deliverance. When you're feeling oppressed, there's a song for that. There's a song for that. You don't have to go find a bottle. You don't have to go find a, 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 some drugs. You don't have to go find. There's a song for that. And oftentimes what we do as believers is we look for the, 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 the fleshly way out of a spiritual problem. And God gave us a, his son, his son who said, you know, you'll worship in spirit and in truth. And when you begin to align yourself with the word of God, you'll find the results will come that God said we're here for you all along. Christianity hasn't been uh, found, uh, tried and bound, been found wanting. It has gone untried. People say, well, you know, I, I could live for God, but it doesn't work. You ain't tried. Because if you try, it would work. God is good to his word. He never lies. You say, well, what, what's the problem then? You haven't gone deep enough. You took what somebody else thought and tried to make it work for you. Go get your own faith. Work out your faith with fear and trembling. Dig deeper. Well, you know, I prayed and nothing happened. Pray again and pray again and let your roots go down deep. Why? Because you've got to, what's the sun saying to you? What did the son say? Don't, don't talk to me about what your neighbor said. Don't talk to me about what you read on the internet. Hello. Go into the closet. Go into the secret place and find out what the father's saying to you. You know, and so what we want to do is we want to have this comparison Christianity, and God's not going to have any of it. He sent his son. He sent his son. Amen. Secondly, worship announces that God's Son brings peace to all mankind. Notice here in this text, he says, uh, he says I, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. How's your peace quotient today? When everything that's going on around you, Jesus has brought us peace. And that peace is still available to us 2,000 years later. You know, when we recognize that we have the Son, that the Prince of Peace abides on the inside of us, he's made that peace available to us. Again, you've got to avail yourself, don't you? You've got to pause and say, you know what? Today, I'm, I, I recognize that I'm not where I need to be with that level of peace. Let me pick a song. 
Let me pick a moment. Let me enter into the presence of God. Let me begin to move into what God says is available to me to hang on to that prince of peace. God wants you to have peace in the midst of your storm. How many of you ever found yourself in a situation that it seemed like all hell was breaking loose around you? I can say hell because, you know, this is church, right? Hell's the place. Bible tells it. But all hell is breaking loose around you, but you still have peace. Anybody ever found yourself, storm is happening all around, people are freaking out, ah! and then they look at you and say, how come you're not all uptight? And they look at you like you're the crazy one. And their hair's on fire. Ah! They're popping their anxiety medication. They're doing all this kind of stuff. And you're just like sitting right there. You're kind of chill. What's that about? That's called peace that passes all understanding. All understanding. Guards your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Where did that peace come from? The prince of peace. The prince of peace of peace. You remember the story where Jesus is in the is in the boat and he's in the middle of the boat in the middle of the storm in the middle of the night in the middle of a nap. And a storm blows up. And what does Jesus do? He gets up. Now, when we were teaching our kids growing up, we always said, you cannot say the words shut up. Right? Because it's usually to one of their siblings. We didn't use that, we didn't use that vernacular in our, in our household. But the correct translation of what Jesus says to the storm is, shut up! The King James kind of makes it, peace be still. That's like, the, that's like Jesus is a lightweight, you know? I'm sorry, my Jesus is not a lightweight. He just controlled a storm with his words. He just took, and, and, and where did that peace come from? That peace came from the inside of him. That peace came from the inside of Jesus and from the inside of the one who said, light be, he said to a storm in his world, shut up. And the storm, you, you, the same Jesus that calmed that storm is on the inside of you today. The same Jesus that spoke peace into his world said, I want you to go into this world. I want you to be a peacemaker. Blessed are the peacemakers. How do you do that? Well, you get alone with him. You start talking to him and peace rises up on the inside of them. You walk into a, a difficult situation, a stormy situation, and you begin to speak and the peace of God begins to flow from your life. This is worship. This is worship. Where did you get that? I fueled up this morning. You, you say, well, I don't, I don't know how you figured that out. Pastor, I didn't figure it out. I just got next to Jesus. People get around me. They say, I, I don't believe in the Lord. And I'm sorry you don't believe in the Lord. I just talked to him this morning. He talked back. Jesus is alive and he's Lord, right? And so into our lives, we take a hold of the peace of God because uh, the, the angels declared it all those many years ago and made that peace available. And you and I can walk in his peace. You got a song for that? You got a song for the peace of God? 
You want to enter into his peace? Lift up a song. Begin to worship the Lord with that song. It's a witness. It's a witness that your life will not be controlled by the storms of this world, but your life is controlled by the everlasting one. The Bible says underneath are the everlasting arms. All the promises of God are made available for you and I. And when we take a hold of this and we get serious about it, we just lift up a song to the Lord and the peace of God begins to flow in our lives. How many believe that today? Amen. Amen. Worship announces that God's Son brings peace to all mankind. Thirdly, worship creates a continual rhythm marking time to Christ's return. I want you to think about this for a minute. This is going to stretch you a little bit, but you'll go with me, won't you? I want you to, I want you to think about this thought for a second. When does victory happen? Does victory happen in the moment that you sing? Or did victory happen already and you're just singing from the victory that already happened? Which comes first, the song of victory or the victory itself? Think about it this way. Think about it this way. 2,000 years ago, your sin was paid for. Now, you might have just found out about it last week. But the receipt says it's dated 2,000 years ago. Paid in full. It is finished. The victory was already come. Now, now I'm going to blow your mind even more. Jesus was the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. In other words, in the heart and mind of God, he'd already decided to send Jesus on your behalf before there was even a planet. Because he knew that one day there would be a planet, and on that planet there would be a real devil, and there would be a mankind. And he knew that there was going to be, in the foreknowledge of God, he already had it figured out. There's going to be a need for a son. There's going to be a need for a savior. And so before the foundation of the world, the victory was already decided upon. So you and I have the opportunity, this is, you, you need to understand this, that this thing's been going on for eternity and God set his son into, from eternity into time and space. Right. He is the one who was and is and is to come. And so God from time, before time began, decided you would be victorious today. Decided that there would be a day called 12-20-20-20 and you and I would find ourselves in time and space where we would get a revelation of the reality of the goodness of God, the reality of the deliverance of our King, the reality of our forgiveness, the reality of his power. We would get a revelation and that what we would do would we is that we would join our witness with the witness of all those who have come before, with the witness of the word of God who said before the foundation of the world you are victorious and when you and I take a hold of this revelation that we have peace with God we have peace with God that his joy enters into that peace let me tell you uh, Romans chapter 5 verse 1 says we are justified by faith and we have peace with God man you can't put a price tag on that 
And that was announced in a song from some angels 2,000 years ago. Peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Your worship is a witness. Who around you needs to hear your worship? There are people around you. You know, you, how, you affect the atmosphere by what you say, don't you? I was, a, I was at a, a business uh, yesterday in the evening, and there was a gentleman there who wasn't happy with the customer service. And he created a lot of disturbance in the force. You know what I'm saying? It's the evening, and he's cranking up on this worker, and she's doing everything that she can do to make things happen, and he's not backing down. And blah, 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 blah. You could feel everybody's blood pressure going up in the room. And then he finally got what he needed, and he moved on, and she and I just talked, and, and I said, whoa, I thought you handled that pretty well. And we started talking, and whew, blood pressure went back down. Tension went back down. Stress went back down. You know, well, you and I, you and I as believers, we don't just walk into a room by ourselves. Man, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, uh, angels go with us wherever we go, right? And so you don't just represent you, you represent the Lord. And beyond that, if you come to Lighthouse, you represent me. Think about that. What are we here to do? We're here to continue this rhythm of witness of the goodness of God until Jesus comes again. You and I have a, a witness in our worship. When we uh, take communion the first Sunday of every month here at Lighthouse, you know, the table there says this do in remembrance of me. And, and, and what does the word of God tell us in 1 Corinthians chapter 11? That, that as often as we do this in remembrance of him, we're declaring the Lord's death until he comes. It's a, it's a who was, it's a who is by our witness, it's a who is to come. We're, we're always pointing ahead to the, to the fact that we're going to be seated with the Lord in the marriage supper of the Lamb. There's a continuity that takes place by our worship, by our communion with the Lord. We're saying, I'm a part of something cosmic that God is doing in the earth. And I don't control him, he controls me. I'm, I'm, a, I'm participating in the goodness of God. Day by day by day, that intimacy between me and the Lord grows. And as I grow in him, I learn more about him. He teaches me who he is. And you know what? It gets easier to walk the faith walk. In fact, you'll get to the place where you're not suffering because of your sins, but then you suddenly realize, you know what? I, I, need, to, I need to enter into his sufferings. I, I, need, to, I need to pray dangerous prayers. I need to step into some conflict and bring peace. I'm, I'm not going to sit back while this world goes to hell in a handbasket. I'm going to begin to engage this world, which, which will create conflict. 
But when I enter into that conflict, I'm entering in bringing the peace of God with me. Does that make sense? I don't go in there to stir up trouble. I go in there to bring the peace of God. You know, but there will be conflict. And my worship is a witness. And my word is a witness. People need to know that God is at work in the world. And you and I are here to do that. We've got to unmask our worship. We've got to unmask it. We've got to get to the place where we say, you know what? This thing matters. This thing works. This thing counts. Let me show you how to walk with the Lord. Let me show you how to worship the Lord. You know, every believer needs to have three disciplines. You need to have a word discipline in your life. You need to be a word person. You know, the word's got to go in. You got to have that word constantly on the inside. You got, I don't care how you do it. You can do it with audible. You can do it with a song. You can have an old Johnny Cash uh, narrated version of the King James Bible. Whatever works for you. Use your flavor, whatever. It, put, put, put the word in. Have a word discipline, right? Then you got to have a work discipline. You got to work. Hello, children, children of God. You know, there is no substitute for hard work. There's no substitute for diligence. And all of that work might look different. You might be a knowledge worker. You might be a service worker. You might be a products person. You might be a salesperson. But put your hand to something. Be a, why? Because that's part of your testimony too, isn't it? That's part of your testimony too, right? And then you need to have a worship discipline. You need to be a person, and, and some of us, depending on how our, uh, what our makeup is like, and I'm not talking like Mary Kay or Avon, I'm talking about how, however you're put together, um, however you're put together, what, you'll probably gravitate toward one or the other more readily. It, it, for guys, many, many times guys just say, look, I can't, I can't remember a whole lot, but you don't work, you don't eat, so I understand work. Because I understand eating. And so, so you, you, you get into the work side of things and you excel at that. But you know what? Bring in word, right? Bring in word because uh, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain, right? So we need to, we need to say, Lord, what's your blueprint for life? And then, but that, that last one is worship. It's the expression of your heart back to God for what he's done in your life. And so when you begin to worship, you're, you're saying, I'm, I'm taking what God has shown me in his word, and I'm taking my experiences, and I'm mixing them with faith, and I'm lifting that up to the Lord. When we lift up a song to the Lord, we're, we're expressing our very heart and life out our mouth. Let everything that has breath praise him. We said it the other week, and I, and I think I want you to, I want to say it again just to rub that revelation in a little bit more. When God breathed the breath of life into man, he breathed it into his nostrils, didn't he? And he, and before the man was dead, but God breathed and, and life came on the inside of him. And when you and I begin to worship the Lord, we're taking the breath that God has put on the inside of us, and we're lifting it up together with the song of sacrifice of praise. That is your very life that you are extending to God when you sing praise. That is your very witness. This is what I believe. I'm singing about what I believe. I'm not just, I'm not just some uh, music artist singing cover songs of what everybody else said and let me sing it better. No, you're taking your very life and you're saying, this is my testimony. This is my heart's desire. This is my worship. And I lift it up to God. And when I lift it up to God, it is a witness. It is a powerful witness. Let me tell you, people on the planet are giving up their lives for their witness today. People are persecuted and slain because of the words coming out of the... Do you believe in Jesus? Yes. 
bang, they're gone. People are persecuted in this world today because of their witness. It's powerful. Don't waste it. Don't act like it doesn't have power because it does. Amen? Let's stand this morning. We're gonna close out in prayer, but before we do, I, I just want to challenge you this morning. I don't know where the Lord's stirring in your heart, but I believe he wants to put a new song in your mouth. For some of you, that new song could be related to the fact that you've never made Jesus Lord of your life. And the Bible says that he picked me up out of the miry clay, and he set my feet upon a rock, and then he put a new song in my mouth. You might have been singing those drinking songs, but God wants to put a new song in your mouth. He wants to lift you up. He wants to bring deliverance into your life. He wants to show you some things that you never knew. He wants to show you his goodness. He wants to show you his faithfulness. Some of y'all are continually starting but never finishing. Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the author and the what? Finisher of your faith. I was a continual quitter until I met Jesus. And then I found one who would never give up on me, and he wouldn't let me give up. When I fall, I fall forward, and I pick something up while I'm down there. I pick up a revelation, I pick up a, oh, I get it now, oh, I learned something, oh, I, and, and the Holy Spirit will just keep growing you and growing you and growing you. That song of salvation, there's no better, there's no better song. There's no sweeter song than the song that Jesus puts in your heart. And if you don't know Jesus today, he is as close as the mention of his name. Romans chapter 10 verse 9 says, Confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. You can forget about all those other doctrinal questions you might have. You might say, well, I don't know if it was an actual 24-hour day, six-day creation, or if those were periods of time, and your scientific mind will wrap you around the axle. You can't figure all that stuff out. You don't have to figure it out. All you have to know is that Jesus is alive and he's Lord, and God put him on the cross for you, and the tomb is now empty. The tomb is now vacant. And my salvation is out of it. It's free, made available for me. Confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart. God raised him from the dead and you shall be saved. God made it so simple. He made it so simple. And we as human beings, we complicate it. Let's bow our heads. Say this with me, Lord Jesus. I thank you for dying on the cross for me. I thank you, Lord, that you took me out of the miry pit and you set my feet on a rock, the rock of salvation, your life for my life, an empty tomb for my grave. You brought me out, Lord, you took my sin and gave me your righteousness. I trust in you today. Hallelujah. Father, right now, I just pray that you put a new song in every heart, God. 
Lord, if somebody came in and their and their their hands were hanging down, Lord God, they they were depressed, they were discouraged, wherever they find themselves today, God, I pray that you'd find, you'd put a new song in their mouth today. I pray, Lord, that a hymn of praise would begin to rise up on the inside of them. Holy Spirit, that you would lift them up today, that you would lift that burden off their shoulders. You said in your word, cast all of your cares upon me because I care for you. Father, I thank you that you are good to your word and you care for your people. And God, I pray that in the place of discouragement today, in the, in the place of groaning, in the place of frustration, you would replace peace, oh God, that passes all understanding. You would release joy, Lord, into our hearts, God. You would put a tune on the inside of us today and we would begin to worship you with it, oh God. Father, I just pray right now, Lord, that a new song would be in our mouth today in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let's just worship the Lord right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Josiah is going to lead us in a chorus. Then we're going to go today. But I want you, don't miss this moment to lift up worship to God. Don't lift this, miss this moment to let your worship be a witness and a declaration in this house. Don't miss this moment for let the peace of God begin to flow back into your soul today. In Jesus' name. <laughs> 